I'm on a porch, get money, you know that we never could get a divorce. Say you the plug, when nigga might have been the source. Why me pull up in that brand new blue parts? Uh, cut through, I teach you this shit like a chorus. Bitch, I'm like ghost, I got power, of course. Investing my money and rent up a check. Now, man, I hot like a motherfucking torch. Uh, I got a habit. I got you. Whoa, 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 welcome back to another episode of On The Porch. You know, you're here with your boy, Mr. Mindset. Guys, please make sure you're like, coming, and subscribing on the YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, go over to our other platforms. We're talking about Apple Podcast. Well, not our platforms, but go over to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, whatever that is, and leave us five stars. Say something nice. Give us a good review if you want to continue moving this thing up. BJ. It's your boy, BJ underscore real, man. Like Mike was just saying, it's not hard to find us on... We're on all platforms at underscore on the porch. But Mike, let's get straight into it. We got a special, special, special guest. Special. Guys, we got we got we got a guy that I like I was talking about this other day. I went to Rich and Fit. Y'all know I went out that went out there, got into the right rooms, just get into the right places, right? And just meeting the right people. And this is something that I've been preaching about and something I've been talking about a lot. So with that being said, one of the first people I talked to, right? It was like, I walked in, it was like, I was like, my name is Michael Baker. It was like, oh, we got another Mike B too, <laughs> right? It was like, we got another Mike B. And I'm like, okay, okay, let's see this. Cause I was called that when I played sports. Everybody called me Mike B. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll let it go because God been here before me, right? I'm let it go. You so, Mike B too? Yeah, they call him Mike B. So, so pretty much I met Mike Bugsby, guys. I met Mike Bugsby. He's been killing it in the sales place. A sales space, I don't know what that means. That's why we brought him home, right? Because we want to hear about it, right? <laughs> Never heard what he did So, look, I want him to go ahead and introduce yourself. Let him know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll go from there. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, two mics don't make a right there, so <laughs> definitely have to be here, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You good. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, but yeah, guys, my name is Mike. Uh, happy to be here, man. I run a business called Moat Closer University, where we help everyday people make their first five figures online from learning a simple high-income skill known as sales. And we also help online coaches do an extra 50 to 100 grand per month by building out their sales mm. team so they can make more money mm. and do more stuff that they enjoy doing. But we've been mm, running that and helping a lot of people. How long you been into? How long you been in it? In sales? Bro, I've been in sales for the last like three, three years almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I started like 2020, from 2019, and uh, I recently had quit my job, top in entrepreneurship. Mm. I was doing reselling, mm. going to garage sales, flipping stuff, shoes, so toys, yeah, 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 hella hustling, bro. That's hustle. eBay, Amazon, all that stuff. And uh, I got into it a little bit, but I messed up bad. How? Psh, bro, you know how they say with money, right? To Make money, you got to spend money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did we not, know that. <laughs> did not understand that concept when I first got started. So I started buying all these products from these garage sales and thrift stores. You were spending money. <laughs> credit card going crazy. Right. And in my, my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to sell all this stuff, make all this money. Nothing sold. Wow. Found myself 20K in credit card debt. I had to go back to a job. And then that's when I started finding remote closing. Because that's when I learned I could make money by not having... To spend yeah. money, yeah, <laughs> just swap my time, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Cool. So at least we know you weren't like too cool because, like, you were kind of doing your own thing out there in that entrepreneurial world. So, I know a lot of times when people get in debt, like, once they get in that space, they feel like they can't go back and work a job because mm-hmm. they're already out there. And then sometimes, even like our young men, like, they'll get out there and just go to the streets and mm. find it that way because they see that fast money. Oh, 
you can make 10k doing this scam you could go sell this drug and make this amount of money so i know you see all the time on instagram and stuff people with the hack pages so uh if you send me a hundred i give you a thousand dollars so it's like at least you were like man enough to stand up and be like nah i think i could just go back to a job and like just make a steady income instead of doing it like the street way you yeah for I mean? sure and it's really like he the fact that you ever go back shows that you don't have so much pride a pride wall up because a lot of people just can't stand that embarrassment because I'm pretty sure you told somebody in your family or something like, hey, I'm quitting, I'm going to entrepreneurship. And then it's very, it's kind of like embarrassing when you, you go out there and try it and it doesn't work. And now everybody telling you like, hey, I told you that wasn't going to work. So most people just got, they, they can't get over that. So the fact that you, I give you kudos for that. No, nah, I appreciate it, bro. I always say this one thing my mentor told me. He said the enemy is the inner me. Yeah. Mm. The number one obstacle stopping most people in life is themselves. Right. So it's not just you. It's the way you think. It's the way you go about things. Right. So you're right. For most people, they have what? An ego. Yeah. I'm too cool for this. Uh, I don't deserve this. Stuff like that. But uh, they always say once you can remove that inner, that inner person telling you no, is we can start unlocking stuff you never had before. Right, right, and then you you did a great job doing that. So hey, so once you so wait, so what? So you was buying what, and how how wasn't it oh, not selling? Man, so like, how, how was it? Now I was just I'm just curious. Like, what was it that? Because usually anything could sell. You know, bro, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. So it was, like, it was like a roller coaster. Right. So it started off 2017, and I was working my nine to five job, hotel mm -hmm. manager in Las Vegas at a hotel called Mandalay Bay. If I've okay. been to Vegas, like big golden buildings fly. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, we've been to Vegas. I was in Vegas. There a couple yeah. of. Okay. I don't think we've been there. Have we been to Mandalay? No, no, but I've seen it before. I've okay. been to Vegas three times. So. Okay. So yeah. it's like a uh, Star of the Strip, big, big gold building. Mm -hmm. uh, fun fact they actually had the world's, sorry, the biggest mass shooting. And history happened at the hotel. Damn, y'all remember like I, that? I, I think they, they did. They make a documentary or a movie yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah I think so. From the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. I, I worked on that night. No, as the front desk manager. No joke. Uh, I remember working. I was front desk manager and stuff. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. It's, it was a crazy story, man. Like I was, I was working, and we started hearing like little, little shots. It's, it's, it's slight though, so we can't really, you know, tell too much. What? I go outside or go out to the front desk and I see people start crowding the desk saying, hey, can I have some room, uh, the keys to my room, keys to my room. Uh, the people's voices are raising a little bit and I start seeing people like run to the front desk now. I'm like, what the is going on? Yeah. And one, one lady shouts out, they're shooting, they're shooting outside, like a white lady. I was like, oh, snap. And then uh, uh, I got the whole team, we went out, we went out and then, you know, stuff starts to subdue. But what's crazy about that experience though, keep it short guys, is that after that moment happened and like almost a hundred people passed away, no. guess what happened the next day? What? Back to business? Back to business. It's weird. Hotel was open. People were playing slot machines. That's a business. Going crazy in the casino. We were still checking guests in at the front desk. And that's what made me realize that when it comes to working, mm. that your job is not, your job cares about you, but they only care about you if the money's there. Yeah, keep it simple. You know? Because I mean, because they don't really care. They, they can't care because that can mess you up mentally. Like, and they t they expect you to be back to work that fast. That's pretty crazy. Like, I would be scared. Like, what the hell? What if somebody come back? Like, they even ask like, how are y'all doing mentally? Or they just like, um, they did. Yeah, so we expect they expect y'all to be out there working like tomorrow. Like, they didn't like. They just gave y'all like a little team meeting in the morning. It was like, all right, guys, it happened. So get out there and let's just act normal. I mean, to their defense, uh, it was optional to come in that day. So some folks did, some folks didn't. Uh, I no, mean, I went. 
being a manager, if anyone's ever been a manager, you kind of feel like obliged, low key. Mm. They put that guilt on you. And my mentors always say, if you allow someone to feed you, you also give them the ability to starve you. Yeah. And for a yeah. lot of people, they had to come in because they had to make money. Right. And I called and felt that day that I never want to be in a position to where I have to do something, even though I don't want to, or it may not okay, be like okay. morally right. 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 Well, I want to get back to like the roots of how like you were raised and everything. Like where, like where you born at? Where did you like really grow up? Become like learn yourself at? And like, where, did you have both parents in the household? Like, kind of get into that and like just a little bit more background on yourself. Yeah, man. So yeah, people man. can see themselves in you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, sure, bro. Mm. Sure, that's a good question. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Maryland. Um, thirty-two now. I grew up with three sisters. I was the youngest and the only boy in the wow. family then. So growing up then, you know, God, I feel like I was spoiled a little bit, not going to lie. Mm. And I uh, grew up playing sports, had my mom, my dad in my life. My dad came to every single basketball game. My mm. mom worked a crazy nine to five job in the government, waking up at 4 a.m., coming back at six in the evening then, mm. so grinding. Yeah. My dad just took me to practices, school and everything. Um, but when I was 16 years old, my dad passed away though. Mm. Uh, oh, passed man. away from heart complications uh, due to diabetes. Oh, that's tough great father but wasn't eating the best though you know had a lot a lot, lot of junk food stuff like that mm. so my mom raised me for most of my life uh my sisters were way older so they were able to you know have their own family and yeah when i was 17 i went to jail for a felony then because mm. my dad never gave me that direction yeah i don't know about y'all but your father always is the one to kind of put you on that straight path if i did anything crazy yeah, yeah. Eat my ass every single time and then when he passed away i felt like a kid to kind of have the shackles removed off him yeah. started doing crazy stuff I uh, found myself in jail from robbing a uh, a storage unit with a couple of my buddies. Mm. Took out two thousand dollars the first time. Went smooth. Came back. Clink clink. Uh, feds were there. And I spent about a week in jail, Damn. and uh, that moment made me, made me realize the importance of having some discipline. In my mm, discipline. I know you is learn it. from that. Lesson. So so Man, what? So is that is, is could you say that's a, one of the reasons why you are disciplined the way you are now? Because you learned discipline from that situation, what or did you, you have to go through something more? Yeah, like, what did you just learn from, like, that situation being like that? Like, what's your head at? You know what, man? That that moment taught me a lot. It taught me that you are who you surround yourself with. Because mm. guess what the guys who I was hanging around with were doing? Robin. Similar stuff as that. Yeah. That, wasn't their, that wasn't their first rodeo. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stealing things. That, you they know. probably were told you, like, this is easy. We're not going to cut all that stuff. Exactly, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. And because one, one of my mans I went to high school with trusted him. Good dude. Yeah. You know, never really steered me wrong until that moment. And uh, he introduced me, to, introduced me to some other guys who were going down that path. Mm -hmm. And uh, they saw they were making money. I wanted to make money. And they taught me a valuable lesson about mm -hmm. You are the average habits of the people who have habits around you. And I started picking up their habits of mm. wanting quick money. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for and sure. how old were you then? Uh, I was 17. 17? Yeah, yeah, So at 17, you were like, I already had the mindset, like, I need to get some type of money. Like, I got to hustle. I got to get it. You know, bro, I didn't even need money like that. So you, <laughs> so you were just bored. <laughs> yeah, son. I was, I was working at, like, I'm, I'm a pretty okay. straight, straight cut dude. I, yeah. I grew up in the suburbs, middle class family. My mom made great money. So did my dad. So I was never, like, respectfully like, hurting for money. Okay. At that time, I worked a good job at, like, Sears and Sales, mm -hmm. and I was making, like, three grand a month. So Oh, yeah, that's a blessing. Money. Didn't yeah, need you, money. You didn't need money. So, so sometimes... It sounded like it was one of the moments where you were, like, testing the waters kind of thing. Like, yeah, can I get away with this? Perfect, 
But like you kind of just testing like, all right, what can I do if this time wasn't working out? Yeah, like man. Ba- basically, man. Basically testing. Like I said, just being around people who that was their normal. Mm. You know, it, it's just like us us going to the gym, right? Yeah. You go to the gym with guys who are working out every day. That's eventually going to come you. You work you around guys who. Play video games, they smoke, they drink, nothing wrong with the course, but eventually That's that will become you. So yeah. it just taught me that the community who you're around will become you. For sure. Okay. For sure. So what so I know you said you lost your father when you were 17. Mm. Or 16. Mm. 16. So he died for, did that did that do anything to you? Did that make you want to take care of your family with you being the only man that was in the house at that point? Or was it kind of just like, I know you said you're, they, you had a great job, your mom had a great job, so were you still okay? Or Because I know with me not having a father in, in my household, it was it made me say, even though I was the youngest too, it just made me say, I need to be the man. I need to take care of things at the house. Mm-hmm. So how was that for you? Uh, you know what, man? Growing up without my dad in my life at that time, it honestly didn't really impact me. Because when you're 16, it's all about who? You. you yeah you just care about what you want mm-hmm. i want to hang out with my friends i want to go to this party i want to get this car yeah so looking back at it now i wish i was actually grieved a little harder because i didn't happen to it when i was a little bit older but yeah when it happened bro it actually didn't affect me yeah i, I was feel just you. like all right cool i got freedom now like mm-hmm. i said earlier yeah. then you know the parents put kind of put those shackles on you yeah. be home at this time study for this test thing yeah. get, get get these good grades and now that my dad wasn't there, I felt like an angel had a little bit of freedom on my hands. So I straight Man, started wilding out. Stepping outside, right. with yeah. your boy, not worrying about getting whooped when you get home. Going like, yeah. crazy, bro. Yeah. I felt like a college kid just going to college for the first time and just like mm. spreading his wings. But like I said, looking back at it now, I realized that I needed that freedom to kind of make my own decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like how they always say, uh, uh. I want to do stuff. You, you, can, you can only do something if you want to do it. When people mm-hmm. make you do something, like in that situation, uh, never ends up right. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I know that um, you said because I know a lot of people say that they you they go back to their dad. They make the decision that they their dad would have wanted them to make. Yeah. So now with you with your dad not being around, you were able to make like you said start making your own decisions. So mm-hmm. that's probably bad decisions. Bad decisions, <laughs> but you needed those bad decisions though because obviously that's why you are in a position that you are in today. Correct. So Correct. when you I know all that happened. Boom, you graduated high school. So you went to college. Yeah. But you're doing the sales right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. What the you hell graduate. happened? You know what's a funny story, fellas. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell happened? All right, man. All right, all right. So I went to college. I technically got a degree on paper. I walked across stage, but I did not actually officially graduate from my college. Wow. Yeah, uh, I got the pictures. It's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I got the family joints. I got the hat turned to the side thing, but I actually never officially graduated despite going to school for five years. Holy shit. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Why, why didn't you graduate? Uh, so first I majored in, in environmental science. Mm-hmm. And if anyone knows like anything about major. that, it's a bullshit major. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep it 100. Um, my mom worked for EPA, so it made sense that to do what she does, make money. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bad logic, though. But long story short, I was feeling super unmotivated during school. I felt like this is the dumbest thing. I was learning about meteorology, learning about weather patterns, greenhouse gases, <laughs> stuff that I don't give a single damn about. Weatherman. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and trained to be a weatherman off like some anchorman type stuff, you know, yeah. just reporting the news. I didn't know what I was going to do, to be honest with you. Right. And uh, I realized that I took my first internship at a nonprofit organization. Mm. And 
when I took that job, I saw everyone had a passion for the environment. They was mm. like really loving the earth. And you didn't give a shit about that. And I'm in that joint faking it. <laughs> I'm in that joint like, yeah, yeah, we can, uh, <laughs> we can rally everybody together to create this nonprofit. I was really lying to myself. And I felt weird going into that job. It was all uh, Caucasian people. But yeah. yeah, man, it was like a self-awareness thing. Of course, for a lot of people out there, I feel like they could be like faking it on the inside just to mm. kind of get to that you know, diploma. But long story short, uh, there was a French class that I had to pass in order to graduate. Mm-hmm. Took French three times, failed. failed. Time. That would Foreign language and <laughs> me don't get along. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hey, dang. I used to be wilding in Spanish. Like the teacher used to be like, I used to be in there like ah, b, c. Like I didn't, I didn't know no lick of Spanish at all, bro. Oh man, but crazy. where did that like? Because I know you said you went to college. Okay, you did what everybody said you're supposed to do. Go to college, uh, pick a major, do something. And Did you really have like somebody to look up to? Or like, what was your reason to go to college? Uh, the only reason I really went to college is because all my friends went to college. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, as simple as that. And BJ said this all the time. He was like, that's the only reason that anybody goes to college because that's what every, you don't yeah. feel like you alone like, yeah. you know, I'm like dang everybody yeah because you kind of feel left out like leaving high school and it's like so that you're the only person that hasn't picked which college you're going to so like everybody feels like that's like the only route but you're doing you do sales and stuff still today right yeah so I'm just trying to figure out because everybody doesn't have like the the mind doesn't have the heart to do sales I'm trying to figure out like where did this like hustler yeah, right. mentality sales guy where did that come from because I know Mike has a sales background, you have a sales background, and yeah. I'm basically in sales. Now. Yeah, no, 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 basically. no. Real estate wholesaling. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm basically in sales now, but like my like just drive to do sales, it just comes from me like playing sports, like competing every day in sports, wanting to be the best at what I do, getting up every day, grinding. So like it's kind of that pattern when you play sports. So that's kind of like where I got my like drive from. Like, where would you say like your drive to like? Because we know sales is like, a tough thing to do. Everybody can't do it. No, 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 no. That's what you hear all day. <laughs> Y'all to be cool dealing man. with rejection for sure, for Y'all sure. Dealing with rejection, man. So why? Wait, where did your sales career start? Uh, so I would say it started, man. Actually, I want to say when I was like. 16 i would say mm. okay uh, when i was 16 in maryland it snows all the time well during the winter time snow is pretty heavy and i remember there was one crazy snow season where every driveway had about four or five inches of just white powdery snow Shit. my mom recently had bought a snow plow and was to plan to use it like for our for our own stuff and i just had like the idea one day i was like yo everyone's garage is like totally stacked with snow what if i got the snow plow and started doing it for everyone else's driveway. Why not? So I was like, okay, like that seemed like an easy idea. So I got two of my buddies and we started just snow plowing everyone's driveway. We made like 600 bucks mm. that day. What? And I had fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I probably always say, you know, if you enjoy what you do, it'll never feel like a day of work. Mm. And I remember that day, like I enjoyed knocking on doors saying, hey man, listen, you know, I seen you have six inches of snow here. It's 2 p.m. already in the afternoon. By 5 p.m. it's going to get kind of hard. It's going to get kind of icy and stuff like that. It's going to be even harder to even do all the shoveling. So me and my buddies can do it right now for you. Usually we do around $200 for the whole entire thing because it's kind of late. We can do it for 160 right now. What do you say? They're like, 160 Absolutely. Bro, that's different. And I was 16 like, doing door to door. Yeah, door to door. You probably had shoveling. a whole pitch and everything. It was fun, bro. I enjoyed that's doing different. it. Ain't so, that, yeah, that was a start. 
That's crazy. That's kind of just like a. I mean, when I was young, we used to cut the yard around. We didn't have you we didn't have snow. I yeah, so, so I used to go. Do, I used to go door to door and ask. You know, that, well, I went door to door multiple times in my life then because I definitely used to cut grass and then I actually had a door to door job when I was like nineteen, going door to door to make doing sales. But so you started when you were sixteen, pretty much. Yeah. And then I know you said you had a sales job at Sears. I did, yes. I was. Uh, you love sales. I was sales. sales. What, what no, made you? Horse. What made you realize sales was like? What made you stay in sales? Like, what was just keeping you towards sales from finishing your like using your degree or like doing something or like I know you said you didn't graduate, but <laughs> yeah. like you know what made you just stay like oh sales is it? I know I'm gonna do sales because we know you. There's a lot of jobs that like pay pay pretty decent, but you're like no, I'm gonna do sales. You know what, BJ? I think it's to be honest with you. It wasn't sales was the thing that I was mm. drawn to. It was more I enjoyed communicating with people. Okay. Mm. You know, for a lot of people who are like extroverts, you get energy from talking to people. Mm. Yeah. Even now, I'm fired up from talking to you guys, and I always had a self awareness where I enjoy having conversations. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think I can even call it sales back yeah. then, but I knew what I liked and what I didn't like. I mm. knew I didn't like staying in the house all day. Yeah. I knew I didn't like being by myself all day. I knew I didn't like being bored all day. Yeah. So it just happened to be that the things I enjoy doing actually translated well to sales. Mm. So it's kind of like the lifestyle and everyday life that you see for yourself. It'll more so be towards like sales and not towards like an everyday job. Environmental But science. you're not really doing it for <laughs> sales. You're just doing it like. Cause it's or, like yeah, yeah it, it just happened to like make me money. Mm. I think for a lot of people for who are younger, no one intentionally says I want to be a salesperson. Yeah. Right? No, no, yeah. <laughs> you want to be a you know football player, an athlete, rapper, whatever like that. But to be honest, I mean, you have a way better chance of making more money in sales than you ever would as a pro baller, as yeah. you ever would as a rapper. The chances are significantly higher. Why do you say that? Uh, sales is a lifelong career. We know in sports, the average career is like what three, four years as a mm-hmm. or in the football or player. Shorter. <laughs> yeah, or right. shorter, you make your million dollars, and then three years later, go broke. <laughs> sales teaches you about communication, dealing with rejection, uh, teamwork, obviously, being on a sales team, and learning sales translates to business, entrepreneurship, all different types oh, of stuff yep. that yeah. can be a lifelong mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. do it while you're 80 years old. Yeah, you can't be out there running routes and running up the middle at 80 years old. I would say Warren Buffett's one of the greatest closers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. So so you're saying, so you went for sales. You did the Sears. So first of all, they say we're selling ourselves every day. Everything we do. We are. That's what we're doing. We're impacting people's lives. Not really sales. Mm, we're selling ourselves every day. <laughs> Even when you go to a job interview, you're selling yourself. You trying to, you want people to like you. I don't care. You know, people are like I don't care what people think about you. Care, you care. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's it's natural for you to care what people think about you, and you should care what people think about you, right? But you you're saying so. What did you? How, you ended up in Vegas. Yeah, man. What the hell? I, I, that's just so crazy. You came from. You was in D.C. And say I stayed. I ended up going to Vegas for eight years. I know we say Houston or Florida. Yeah, it might have been a little cold, so you want to just get down to some good weather. But you jump from the DMV, Maryland, to the desert, out there, man. Party city, sin city, as we call it. Yeah, is that why you went there? Nah, not at all, bro. So when it came back to college, Mm -hmm. I had no clue what the hell I wanted to do after school. Uh, I remember I was looking for jobs. In my field for environmental science, found nada, zilch, nada. And I remember on my job posting website, I seen a job that said 12-month hospitality internship, expenses paid, in Las Vegas, free housing, $40,000 a year, apply here. 
Click. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. In Absolutely. It's sold sold me on the on, on the application. <laughs> for sure. It would have sold me too. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I give it a shot, right? Zero qualifications for the job. Mm. Didn't even know exactly what hospitality even was, to be honest. Right. You needed right. a degree in hotel or something like that. Didn't mm. have any of that stuff. Right. F it. I think we've all lied on applications. Wouldn't it be my first time? Let's give it another shot. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Get right. money, man. Let's apply, right? So uh yeah, I applied for the job and uh, somehow, some way, I got an interview. Uh, you know, did my best to present myself in a fashion that I would be a good candidate, and I got the job. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So it was twelve months in Vegas. Uh, they flew me out there. Oh, they were they were great at what they did. This was a phenomenal, opportunity, <laughs> phenomenal opportunity. Yeah. But like how they say, right? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm. And I remember even thinking of that. I was like. <sighs> What if I don't get it? Right. What yeah. if I waste my time? Mm -hmm. They probably got a thousand people who saw the same application. There's no way I'm gonna get this joint. Right. But I've always been someone just like take shots, you know. Okay. So I think it just goes back to if you never try, you'll never actually see what happens. And yeah. I never applied for that job, I would not be sitting here with you guys right now, despite mm -hmm. not being qualified for it. Yeah. Well, so from that, just from we're gonna get deeper to the Vegas thing, but from that alone, you see how they advertised it. You see how they sold you you yeah. see how they pretty much they they took care of you like do, do you expect when you, with your business do you do your employees the same way or do you kind of like hey come on i'll take care of you i'll do what i gotta do of course sales is different because you know you kind of make your own money in sales but that's a good point man that's a good point mike i'll, I'll give a gem for uh, any sales managers out there uh, or any or any business owners you have to sell the position that you're looking to hire for. Yeah. It's basically the first sales thing that you do. Yeah. And at least in sales, the biggest thing is always uncapped commission. Yeah. Uncapped income. I love that. Make as much money as you put in for the work then, which is all the great selling point for salespeople. Um, also, with what we do, it's remote. Mm. You can do it anywhere, anytime, from any country. Mm. Uh, my one buddy, Ed, who's making 15 grand a month right now, is making sales in Dominican Republic, Sasua, right now. Are you serious? Can't do that with a regular nine to five job. Can't do it. So you say stuff like that on the initial interview, but most importantly, it's a huge gym. You got to break down how exactly they can make money. Mm. So let's say for remote sales, you make ten percent commission on all your deals. So ten k sale, you make a thousand dollars off ten percent. You show them, hey bro, if you do three sales for ten k every week, that's three k right there. Three k times four is twelve thousand dollars. On average, you'll probably get around two k bonuses with us. Then so that's twelve grand right there. Is that something you feel like you could do? Three sales for a week? Absolutely. This is crazy. They you know what? Because I went through, I, when I, like I said, I went door to door. So obviously, I used to hire people because I would end up becoming like a team lead where you start hiring people under okay. your team. You know, the whole MLM thing. Yeah. I love MLMs. I tell everybody that. I love I feel like it's a great for everybody to experience it. You know, people hate ML, MLMs. A lot of people hate them. But, but I love, so, but the same thing happened. They, they break, they try to break it down to you. They tell you, when I used to, I bring people on, I tell you, do this, you do this, times this, times this. Then you're making this much. Yep. But then, what happens? They get in there, they don't do it. Probably most of the time because they're not doing the work or they're not sticking out long enough to actually get to that point. They leave. Do you deal with that? Well, you know what, man? I, it's almost like a dichotomy where, you tell them how easy it can be, but also tell them it's not for everybody. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, to make them want even more sometimes. But on our applications, when we talk to people, we do tell them exactly what needs to be done to get to those goals. Because for most people in a sales organization, they will definitely lie to you, for sure. 
But the true test is always finding out who has had success in that model. Mm -hmm. And I feel proud with my team and my organization that we have people who have made 15 grand and 20 grand a month with our team. Mm. No cap, mm -hmm. um, myself included. So every interview, we tell them what has worked for other people. We have team meetings every morning, 9 a.m. We do role plays Tuesday, Thursdays, 6 p.m. That's why that's where I just came from. So if you do these things, you are in the best position to make your 10, 15 grand. Um, get your calls reviewed, no, come to the role play, stuff like that. <laughs> I told you, bro. I'm like, hey, I've been hearing about it a little bit more now. And I've been I've been hearing we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get back to it. I'm trying not to skip the Vegas thing. No, 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 yeah. I'm trying not to skip the Vegas thing because Yeah, you was getting oh, to it. Yeah. Fuck it. We skipping that. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll get to it. All right, so so let so so first of all, let's let's go backwards a little bit. Okay. You're in sales now. Well, you have a sales, you do what the I don't know. All right, gotcha. explain to you what, what do you do exactly? That's what I was that's my point. What do you do? Okay. So we are in an industry called remote closing where we work with online business coaches. If you guys have seen coaches, any ads online where someone trying to sell you a coaching program, mm -hmm. let's say Amazon, for example, drop shipping. You watch a webinar, you watch an ad video, at the end of the video, you likely hop on a Call. call with somebody. Mm. You hop on that call then to see if you are a good fit for that coaching program. As remote closers, we are the people on those calls. And unlike traditional sales, it really is an interview to see if you're a good fit. I always tell my team, we're not trying to sell anybody anything. We're just asking you questions to see if this does make sense for you. Yeah. Because honestly, our programs aren't for everyone. Mm. And that's not a sales tactic on some real shit. Like we really do want to figure out, are you going to put the work in? Do you, can you dedicate time to this thing? Are you the type of person who takes action? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. And if you hit those qualifications, then we'll make an offer, 10K, 10% commission, we do our job, we get paid, the client gets helped. Man, I've, because I've, I've, I've been seeing it a lot lately. It's, I don't know how. I think because I followed you, honestly. Mm. And then I just kept seeing more <laughs> people come on, and then I was like, this sales thing yeah. sounds amazing, because I love sales. Like, <laughs> how are you enjoying the episode? I, I know. It's amazing. We're always giving out good and great things. But listen, go get my ebook, Seven Thought Patterns That Can Take You From Stress to Success. The book is pay what you want right now. So it's really just about how much you feel like your mindset is worth to you. I'm probably gonna make it free for y'all eventually. I'll just make sure y'all keep watching and maybe I will. But listen, you guys have to understand that you have an opportunity of a lifetime but are you gonna be able to take advantage of that opportunity with all this information that we're giving you if you don't have the right mindset? Get the right mindset and go get that book. All right, we out, back to the episode. <laughs> like, I, I love sales, I love getting on phone with people, I love talking to people. When I was working that door-to-door -door job, I was actually the highest paid rep in the country hmm. for like the time that I was there. Oh, you was killing it, huh? Yeah, I was going going door-to-door -door killing. I just love talking, that's why I started doing wholesaling, the same thing. Especially with you all doing, I say it's I say it's similar to wholesaling because you're the middleman. Because mm. guess what? If y'all didn't hear, y'all y'all didn't you probably didn't hear this, but he's not putting any money out of his pocket. Yeah, I was ask, it's not yeah. too much expenses. He's not putting any money out of pocket. Yeah. So tell us about that. Like so so first, how are you? So where do you find these clients? Those people that's posting on? Do you hit them up? That's posting those ads or where do you find them at? Like the people that you're selling for. So there's a lot of ways. I'll tell you how, how I find my client. So I worked with a guy named Nehemiah Davis. He's mm, one of okay. the biggest influencers here here in Atlanta. We know. Um, <laughs> Definitely know him. He, he's probably the top selling guy in the oh, world. Every oh, day. Oh, yeah. I just had a baby. Somebody go put baby you 2023. Right? Yeah. And yeah, Everybody I, put baby 
baby in the chat yeah. and then put a bottle of milk in the chat if you if you want to be there to the, to the mastermind. Yeah. I'd be like, Neil, what? All right, that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you 20% awesome. off. Close. I'm going to give you, yeah, I, I love it. And I really want, I said that's the kind of, I told, that's what I want to do. I want to start doing Neil's stuff like that too. He's hard, bro. He's hard, man. You know, he could probably like, if he needed a million dollars today, he would put a campaign together and make it. Like, he would, man. He would. Hey, like, he's crazy with it. And you know what's crazy about that, BJ? The sales team would help him make that million dollars. Mm, he would. He want to do it himself. He, would he don't even got to do it. Call. Yeah, a lot of. And that's you. That's yeah. you guys. Yes, that's you guys. The so, so wait, bro, y'all. Y'all, please, got y'all always have to understand the middleman makes the most money. I don't care what nobody say. I tell them that because us wholesaling, it's like because the reason that we say they make more money. Yes, they make 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 the most money. Um, revenue, whoever the person that's selling it, mm. but we make the most money net when you play the middleman because we're not, we don't have to put any money out. It's kind of just we're getting it in, yeah, as the salesperson, smart, right? Smart. We're just getting our, we're getting our piece in, which yeah. is the same with you all. So Nehemiah Davis, yeah. So let, that's what happened. So let's go on from there. So how did you, so you started working with Nehemiah? Hold on, how did you meet him? Because a lot okay. of people can't even get into that room. I ha- I never seen him in person. You seen him? Yeah. You seen him in person? Where yeah. was he? Oh, he was on the podcast. Morning meetup. Oh, yeah. I'm on part of my so I went to David Chance. Okay. He was there. You met him though? Yeah. Uh, like right next to him, sitting next to him. Yeah. Cool guy. Chance is tight now. We, we, we closed for a few of his offers too. Um, but you know what's funny, guys? I mean, people think it's hard to meet these people and make it's all this money. Um, it's, it's really not. I remember when I met Neo, he only had maybe 20,000 followers. Uh, mm. Now he has over half a million. This was like maybe two years mm. ago. And first off, guys, when you guys see these influencers online, some of them may not be at their pinnacle just yet. So if you find someone delivering true value, not the you know fugazi stuff, on that scammer type stuff, but like they're really delivering, and if they have a low follower count, it's in your best interest to not just follow them, show support, comment on their stuff, but actually join their coaching program. Yeah. Because the only way I even got to Neo was because I was in his program. Right. They're not going to take anyone seriously on, on, on the outside. You have to come into their world. Yeah. And for Neo, I funny as it is man at that time man he had a 500 dollars a month program mm. he has a 55k program now yeah it's crazy and you know that's back when he was you on the got call him at 500 and i still was bullshitting on the call that was when neil called me personally to close me Damn. that's how that's how long ago this was mm. like he was closing the deals himself and i was still on the fence about 500 dollars. Mm. but for you know for everyone who's listening when you guys, if you guys were to find that person on the come up, it is in your best interest to lock in with them because it's almost like finding like Bitcoin or like yeah. NFTs. Like right. Got them on the hop, rise. Hop on on the rise. Mm. And I wouldn't have got that with Neo now at this point because he's like two popping. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, for sure. And his DMs now, no way no, you're getting no way. No way. Dude, Back then, I, I DM'd him. I, I yeah. DM'd him, DM him one time because I wanted to just join the Mr. Man. So I was like, had. Boom, automatic message. Mm. So you got to click here, go here. Get not him. playing with you. <laughs> not talking to me. Guys, I'm not important because I wasn't in there earlier. Yeah, yeah you feel me? Book a call. Book a call. You feel talk me? to the sales team about it. That's crazy. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, I think it's powerful. But how did you even have like the courage to like reach? Well, you said he was on the rise, but like, did you feel like you were all the way there like yourself before you reached out to him? Or did you were like, or was it like more so... I know this is the right direction. I might not be there all the way personally, but I know this isn't like a step in the right direction. Because I know a lot of people feel like, oh, I need to do this research. I need to do this. I need to do that before I can even like go out there and do something that they want to do. So like, did you have yourself all the way together, like mentally, physically, emotionally, or did you just take a leap of faith and was like, 
I know, like, it's something good over there. I might as well go out there and try it. Yeah, man. It goes back to what we said earlier in mm. terms of there's never a right time to do anything. Mm. Uh, just like with the story about me hopping to the application, right? Yeah. It wasn't the right time, was not qualified. When it came to Neil, Neil was making God knows how much money. But I do remember thinking, this guy looks like me. Yeah. Mm. Relatable guy, uh, family. Mm-hmm. You know, lovely wife, had one daughter at the time, traveling the world, a lot of things that I could relate to. Like, and it <laughs> looks like a fun dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, just great marketing, you know, for all entrepreneurs, right? The marketing, the lifestyle marketing worked on me. And I was like, I see this, I see myself and what he's doing. Had he not been posting to give me more value here, I would say, you know, if anyone was thinking of not posting, someone's watching your content. Had Neil not been posting mm-hmm. his lifestyle, like he's a very heavy poster. I would never have invested and changed my life had he not yeah. been posting. Mm. I put a lot of people overthink the posting thing, but mm. that's something that can you know maybe help somebody. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he he just posted about it. He had a mentorship at the time. I clicked I clicked click link in the bio, applied for the uh, the thing, and yeah, joined the Circle of Greatness Gold membership. <laughs> that's crazy for five hundred a month. For five hundred bucks a month, man. It was that was, that was the premium. Robbery, that was the premium program back then. Oh my god. Yeah, you probably didn't want to tell me tell me all that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and that is that is what like you said. It's like buying a stock at a, at a low Literally. one, and it's just like, hey, just just ride it up to the top. Ride it up so to the top. many others like that right now too. I feel like people don't see that. You know, they don't attract the, the huge influencers, but there's a lot of on the come up guys, especially mm-hmm. probably watching your channel right now, mm-hmm. where like they're like next up. Were you like a big like ins- like social media person back in the day? A like what make what makes you like a more like, so like a social media person like nowadays? Cause like I'm one of those people. I'm like, really, I don't want to be on social media unless it's like making me some type of money or it's adding some type of value and helping somebody out. Cause it's like, I really don't care about this. Like I live in the real world, but if it can add value to somebody and help somebody else, like other, like if it can help another situation out and make it better for them, I'll go ahead and post something like motivational or if it could possibly help my family and bring in some income or something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna post. But other than that, that's the only two reasons I post. So, like, just early, early in your, like, career, were you, like, a big social media guy? Or, like, when did you become that? I just say that because I went on your page, and you got have you have a great layout. Like, in one of your, I forget what they call it. Um, highlights. It, yeah, in one of your highlights, it literally shows you, like, your whole, like, from A to Z. So I was like, Mike, I was like, this man got A to Z. He said, he was like, he was like, bro, you, I think you need to do this. He told me, he was like, I think you I was like, Mike, you need to do this. This man got his whole story right here. I said, I know all about him. I say, I'll be doing this week, Tay. <laughs> I should run the play. I'm ready, man. Right? I should run the play. I mean, if you think about it, fellas, I said, it's just a funnel. Yeah. You know, it's something to capture someone at first, take them through the full funnel, and at the end, it's called action. Yeah. DM me the DM me the word remote if you want to work with me further. I probably get maybe a DM maybe every other day from that story, yeah. and it draws clients even to this day. So, but yeah. you don't even you made that one post in it, like you said, I might get one every other day. But yeah. it's like you made that how many weeks man. ago, and it's just Appreciate hey man, what they be saying, right? What can you create once that can pay you forever? Mm. You know, we're all entrepreneurs here, so we all love passive income. How can our money work for us so we don't have to work for it? Yeah, that's the concept right there. What can I do something today to pay me next year for? And the funnel concept, I did that funnel, I did that story maybe like six months. Eh, a lot, probably three months ago. We'll put you on to that. 
You know who I got it from? Will. Uh, Will, Will uh, changed last night. Yeah, yeah. I got that from Will. Uh, Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that on a couple of different pages now, and I'm like, I'm about to do it. I got it from you. Great. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. I'm still in that for him, guys. I'm still I'm still it. Tay, I'm serious. Probably tomorrow. We need to sit down, get the camera set up at the desk, and let's get busy. All right? Let's get busy. All right? So we're doing that for sure. So how are you enjoying the episode? I, I know. It's amazing. We're always giving out good and great things. But listen, go get my ebook, Seven Thought Patterns That Can Take You From Stress to Success. The book is pay what you want right now. So it's really just about how much you feel like your mindset is worth to you. I'm probably gonna make it free for y'all eventually. I'll just make sure y'all keep watching and maybe I will. But listen, you guys have to understand that you have an opportunity of a lifetime, but are you gonna be able to take advantage of that opportunity with all this information that we're giving you if you don't have the right mindset. Get the right mindset and go get that book. All right. We out. Back to the episode. So you so so you say so let's go back to the sales journey. So what were you, what were you doing prior right prior before sales and then take us along that journey and then go from there. Yeah, man. So like I said, I was I, w- I was a front desk manager mm-hmm. at the hotel. Uh, working about maybe 50 hours a week, managing people, Shit. checking folks in to the hotel. You want a king size bed, sir, or a queen size bed? You want a suite, or you want a regular size room? Mm. Uh, I got to the point where I didn't see a future in that. All the people at the top didn't look like me. Uh, older, older males, usually white, collared, suit, couldn't see myself in any type of position like that. At the time, I started looking for how to make money online, like most folks do. You search mm-hmm. online, how do I make money online? And How old were you at the time? Uh, I was probably like 22. Okay. 23 maybe. Okay. So yeah, I started searching and um, at the time I watched The Breakfast Club religiously mm. Uh, mm. back then. Every day. Tapped in. They're probably the best thing smoking back then. Oh all man. These, like podcasting and stuff. Yeah. Insane back then, bro. Like yeah. the best guests and stuff. And mm. I was just, you know, chilling one day before I went to work and they had a guest on that changed my entire life. Gary V. Mm. Gary Vaynerchuk, 2017, and I hop on. I see Gary V talking that, talking that stuff, man. Yeah, like energy. Literally, you go, you go to a garage sale. You can start flipping stuff, making money from all these books. I'm like, yo, he really passionate right now. Yeah, and I start tapping to his content. You know, hence the power of podcasts, and you never know who might follow you off another guest type thing. Because mm-hmm. I follow the Breakfast Club, Gary V. Then boom, I went to Gary V's funnel off their stuff. So it's interesting, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it started going down that rabbit hole. Hence why I told you garage sales, flipping books, going that whole nine. Went to debt, messed myself up. Unfortunately, went back to a nine to five job, mm-hmm. get myself out of the debt. At the time, I found Neo. I joined his program because I was trying to get out the debt. So I'm like, I need help. I need coaching. Yeah, that's what inspired me to join Neo's program to answer your question. Uh, the fact that I just needed someone's help, and he seemed like someone who could help me. Mm. So you're hopping in with him, and then as we kind of built that relationship with Neo, funny story. Before I quit my job, I gave Neo a free room at the hotel, mm. and not just any free room, a effing penthouse, the Michael Jackson suite. Yo, <laughs> y'all seen? So what you did? <laughs> uh, that's a play. Yeah, you gave him something. You became close to it. I'm pretty sure he, he expected it. And he remembered you. You set yourself apart from everybody else in the program. Bro. Here, keep going. I'm not even going to go ahead. Nah, nah, bro. You, 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 <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I, I got it. You talked to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But nah, how do y'all, 
Cause I know y'all too. I just met you, but you're like when I first like your first impression, it was like great, like a lot of energy, like you were up, you were at it. We were in there like literally first day I met him, like he got my Instagram and wanted to meet me. Like that was like a big impression on me. And like he just came with a lot of energy. But what something I want to ask both of y'all, like, how do y'all keep like that same energy, that same drive? Like, what gets y'all going in the morning to just wake up and be like Oh, let's go. Let's like it's another day. Let's stay at it. Like, what keeps y'all like mental together? Like every single day to go out there and want better and not stay complacent. I guess I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna let you go in on it. Sure. I'm gonna let you go in on it. So <laughs> for, for for me, it's just the fact that I understand that I get to do this. It's not I have to do this. I get to do this. I get to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I get to feed my baby and I get to go to the gym and network with some amazing guys or I'm going to jujitsu doing something that I love to do. And I understand how, how that momentum could carry you throughout the day. When I go to the gym, I understand I'm going to have a great day all the time. Right, even if I don't go, but even most of the time I'm going all the time. I go six days a week, mm. and the reason for being is I just understand that there's somebody else that's doing the exact same thing. So why would I sit around and and not want to do it? I feel good every morning. I feel great every morning just because I get to. Now, of course, sometimes you're gonna wake up and be like, oh, I don't feel like going. But those are the times that you really have to go. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like. It's like, damn if you do, but if you don't, then you're tripping. You're tripping. You're missing out on something. Somebody the reason that I'm able to meet guys like him, the reason that I'm able to meet pe- people, more guests that y'all are supposed that's scheduled to come on, y'all gonna, I met them be- from going to the gym, waking up in the morning, and it's, just going there. And I'd let anybody know the reason I even joined the gym, because I was already working out at a, at a gym, paying $20 a month, $30 a month. I was doing that already by myself. I didn't have to go to Rich and Fit and go pay a lot more money than you know what I was paying before mm-hmm. but I understood the who 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 was in that room that I needed to meet and I'm like I have to be a part of this if this is who I am I have to be a part of these guys so I, I understand that waking up getting up and going there I knew I was going to meet people so eventually it's it all just ties in where I get to do these things I literally just get to do it so mm-hmm. that's how mine goes no, that's but, fire bro I think, I think it's a matter of uh, gratitude yeah that's yeah for you Mike like you you see the glass half full mindset yeah yeah and yeah and I wasn't even going that direction but I think that's so cool to think about all right, what if this does go right? Yeah. And I feel for a lot of people, it's the opposite. What if this goes wrong? What mm. if I go to the gym? I don't mean anybody. What if I go to the gym? I look stupid working out then. Yeah. What if I talk to these people then they don't want to talk back to me? But I think one thing I can appreciate about both you guys is you guys have that what if it works right. mindset compared mm. to a lot of people. It's like, what if it doesn't, doesn't work? work? Yep. So yeah. I think that's a big thing. And um, to answer your question, BJ, it's a good question. I'll go the other direction. Uh, I think the big thing that motivates me is self-awareness. Uh, for a long time, I wouldn't think it was cool to approach someone with that type of energy. It's like corny. Yeah, yeah. man. I used to think that, you know, want to be like the cool guy. Mm. You know, all right, man, what's up? You know, show love, whatever like that. But it never felt natural to me. And it kind of felt like I was like a, a shell of myself. It wasn't like authentic when I met people because I knew a lot of guys who were on that chill vibe type stuff. Right. But... When I started getting around other guys who are high energy, and like that was the cool thing a few years ago, uh, I started realizing, okay, like this is me. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I see folks, you know, dab them up, show love, high energy is like cool. And uh, yeah, it was more of like a self awareness type of thing. That's who I really. Yeah, like. and that's probably like one of like all three of us. That's probably like one of our best qualities we have. Like we're putting ourselves around those people that's gonna elevate us and push us forward, and like just like grow ourselves personally, physically, mentally. 
Because a lot of people, they, like, they try to be too cool or they like, um, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get out the mud. Like, I don't need anybody else. Right. But literally the best quality that we all just said we have on this podcast is putting ourselves in front of people that's doing a little bit more than us, that's yeah. doing better than us, people we want to be like. And a lot of times people have too much pride to even do that. Like, and, you know and, what I mean? and and this is why I already I already know why, especially in our community, mm-hmm. right? In our community and the people that are in our audience, we know y'all gonna hear people tell you, "Bro, you dick riding." Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest fucking cap I've ever heard in my life. The biggest setback that people have put in people's heads that you're dick riding. No, you're not riding. You're not d riding. Maybe I need to stop cussing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it don't matter. Like I'm just saying, that's what it is. That's yeah. all it is. Like they saying, "Bro, you all up in this face. You all." Right, but like, nah. I understand where this person can help me at, and I understand that if I if they help me, I know I can help them. And the only way that I can get to the next level is through relationships. Mm. Once you guys realize that having relationships, meeting people, that's not corny. Showing people, that, showing people respect, and say, bro, I see what you're doing, and I respect what you're doing. I want to get to know you. That's not corny. Even if they're a little bit below, this guy walked up to us. I know for a fact I have less following him. BJ got less more less following him. He still walk up to us like, "Hey, man, nice to meet you. What's your Instagram? What? Let me yeah. let, hit me up. Let me hit you up." Instead of saying, "You know, I'm too good. I'm looking down on you." No, look what he said. He's in he's in here right now in our beginning stages. Yeah, and he doesn't have to be. Yeah, I want you guys to understand that. Tay, I heard. I know you about to say something. What's up? For me personally, it was realizing, like BJ said, I can't do everything myself. Mm. I can't work with this camera and work with this camera and put everything together myself in 30 minutes. So, mm. like, what was that, like, business or point for you in your business to, like, yo, let's, let me, maybe I need to get more help or, you know, take it to the level, next level thing. What was, like, that thing for you? Yeah, man. Um, I think it comes down to the word leverage. And you tapped onto it in terms of understanding that you only go as far as your team. Uh, one of my mentors always says, like, your dream only goes as far as your team. And I would say the biggest turning point for me that helped me go from making 10K a month to that jump to going to 30K was actually having a sales team. Because, you know, being a closer, you learn you learn how to, how to close deals. Cool. Right. The one thing about being a closer, though, is that you're still kind of swapping your time for money. The whole time, yeah. Keep it Same. Up, right? Let me tell you mm. about it. If you're not taking calls, <laughs> then you're not making money, unfortunately, then. Yeah. For someone who's just getting started, it's the best thing that you could possibly do with your time. No question about it then. But after a while, you start to hit a ceiling. It's because you only had 24 hours in a day. You can only do maybe four or five calls. After a while, there's like a ceiling. But what happened was once you get that skill set that now you're an expert, you have that thing about it, that's when I went into coaching. And when I went into coaching, I learned how to close my own deals. Mm. So when I was closing deals for my mans or different coaches, 5K deal, 500 bucks, that's cool. 5k deal for my program that's really cool now yeah mm-hmm. now it's all my money coming in yeah and then that was a huge turning point and the next uh big thing uh one of my students ben savage bro mm. um ben's one of my one of, one of my mentees and he came into our program awesome guy he paid paid a 2500 hopped on an offer for youtube that we do for youtube automation he made i want to say he made six grand his first month Decent money, got got his money back, money back pretty fast. I was like, Ben, you're crushing it. Promoted Ben to a sales manager, 
throw that offer and offer also put him as a closer on my offer now. Mm. So I found the best closer on that squad. Wow. <laughs> Had him come to my squad. Sheesh. And he just sales made him make a passive income. And now, like I said, Ben's a complete monster. So now Ben's over here closing deals. Closed a deal two days ago while I'm at, on my birthday actually, um, while I with Jay and those guys for 2500 bucks. Yeah. I'm in the mass mind, chilling, check, check my stripe, bam, 2500 that happens probably maybe twice, three times a week now, and that was the game changer. I invest a lot into Ben. Yeah. Training, put him in leadership positions, but uh, to answer your question, man, hiring or bringing on a team member to close deals was a game changer for me. Like, he could close a sale right now for 5K and me not have anything to do with that. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's- and I'm, I'm sorry to ask you so many questions because I know we're just supposed to be talking back and forth. I mean, but- that's a good question, though. I just want to know, like, what is, like, because, like, through your journey, like, all the way from the DMV to Vegas to Atlanta, it just feels like there's, like, a lot of elevating, but we, like, don't really get into, like, what's going on behind the scenes. So, like, what is, what would you say, like, you personally, what's your, like, self-development, like, behind the scenes? Like, how do you keep, like, elevating yourself, uh, knowing when to take it up a notch, knowing when to, like, like you said, oh, it's cool to make 10K a month, but... Oh, now I need to get to that 20. But I'm, I know behind the scenes, you got to be doing some type of like self-development personally for you to keep growing. So like you can be that boss, the lead man in your business and help everybody else out. So what does that look like? So we know how to like get there with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, bro. Um, I, mean, I hate to keep saying the word community. Yeah, that's <laughs> but it really is yeah. the truth, though. A lot of people I'm with are making a lot of money. Yeah. So I'll say when it came to closing, um, closing deals, working with Neo. When I first started closing with Neo, the moment I went full time with him, I had a choice to make. A uh, choice to make of whether I want to stay at my job or go to Brazil with him. He had an option where he was like, bro, I might go to Brazil with me and my homies right now, all millionaires. But at the time, I was still working at my front desk job. And I was like, damn, I can't really leave this. I'm also going to get fired. Right. <laughs> like, I can't, can't, I can't like, order bounce. this steak with y'all. I can't order that bottle with y'all guys. I, y'all got to know that if I come. Bro, I didn't have a passport. Like, I'm saying, they're about to go to Brazil. Yeah. Didn't have a passport. Didn't have nothing. I'm like, bro, I, I can't do this with you guys, man. Mm. And uh, I remember he told me, man, Mike, are you more loyal to your job or to yourself? And I was like, damn. And uh, I remember he helped me get a passport same day. We went to Brazil. Shit. And uh, at, in Brazil, I quit my job right then and right there. Wow. <laughs> And I was like, Effie, I'm going all I would have quit too. Yeah, right. To. <laughs> all these millionaires, bro. I'm like, yo, I got to. What? So to answer your question, that was a moment right there that took me from, you know, nine to five to boom, my first 10K month and within three months then, just being around them. Uh, 10K to 20K happened when I, when I moved to Atlanta. Uh, in Vegas, Neil said, Mike, there's nothing out, there's nothing out there in Vegas for you. Zero. Nothing. You partying, mm. you smoking, you drinking, there's chicks. It's Vegas. That was it's it. It's Vegas. Indeed. I was like 29, 28 at that point, so I kind of already passed the point of like crazy partying. Yeah, for that shit though, yeah. Um, but yeah, that pivot to come to Atlanta, then that's how I get to my next like 20, 25K a month. Because now I'm with these dudes like Will and all those folks you've seen who are making like a million bucks a month now. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> he showed me that. I said, I'm bullshitting. <laughs> million, million dollar days and stuff. Like, for sure. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, bro, it's wild. So, so you, you, you're, you got into it. You started killing it. In uh in business, so I'm gonna ask you um, of course, where everybody wanna know what's the money looking like. 
Come on now. He slick said it already. He did say because he said now now that. so now you're at around thirty k a month. What is what what does that look like for you for for a day to day basis? What what does it look for your team? I just want to know like how like, much you working. Yeah. They're like yeah. You know what, bro? It, I mean. I mean, the money thing is ironic as entrepreneurs. The money's always going back to the business. Every time. Yeah. I never really understood that concept till like the last six months, to be real with you, because I did used to save a lot, and it looked nice to see. Left it looked yeah, okay, nice. I just, just yeah. stay there. Just stay there. Yeah, it looks, it looks cute. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So, so I mean, so so what what could a typical, for what's a typical day for Mike Bugsby look like? Like, what is that? Yeah, man. So, a typical day for me is going to be waking up around... 545, 530. Mm-hmm. Waking up, trying to get get the mindset going. <laughs> Try to get, then, you got to get it going. I hope y'all know that. It just don't, you got to wake up and say, well, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. Like, we have to do this. <laughs> but uh, I wake it up, you know, one of my favorite books says, you don't rise to your goals, you fall to your systems. So I always think about that when I go mm-hmm. to the gym, that uh, I want to get a nice body, but I have to have a system in place to do it. So waking up in the morning is the system to get to the nice body. Mm. So I think about that. And then I'll get to the gym, uh, probably 645, uh, work out the guys that are rich and fit, yep. whether if it's a Monday, full body day, Tuesday, the chest day, or Friday, full body day, like when you were there. Yeah. Go crazy on them joints in my little pre-workout. Uh, after that, I'm rushing back home from like 9 to 10. I'm doing some type of getting ready for my sales meetings. Um, I manage. What does that look like? Getting ready for that meeting. Uh, so when it comes to being a sales manager, you need to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything y'all can pick up from this, it's that people respect people who are prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to come on to a meeting. Um, huh? What? You yeah. need to have a game plan. Here are the goals. Here are the objectives. Uh, they feel my confidence. It goes back to them. So I'll kind of see what the goals are. I might do like a call review. Uh, Nine to ten, kind of get ready. Ten o'clock, my first meeting with Neo's team. Mm-hmm. 30, 45 minutes, kind of go over the day, what happened yesterday, stuff like that. And then at 11.30, uh, I manage a different team with a guy named Tez, who you may have seen, uh, Don oh, Tez Akron. I got to tell him I want a podcast. You know <laughs> tell him I want him on a podcast. Hey, man, I would go crazy for getting Don Tez on. No, man. no, no. I, I, so I've been watching Don Tez for a while. That's besides the point, but I've been watching Don Tez for a while. So guy. we're going to continue going with your day, but we'll talk afterwards. Oh, yeah, son. Don Tez is solid, bro. So you manage his, uh, okay. Yeah, manage, manage his closers and his sales team. So we'll get ready for that. Run the same play that we did for Neo. Uh, between like 11.30 to 1, you know, got, got to get the protein in. So yeah. I'll get my favorite protein smoothie, the frozen strawberries and banana with the protein. And I'll do like eggs, bacon, spinach. Uh, eggs, bacon, spinach. Yeah, that's it basically for breakfast. Uh, then, you know, going to the day, it's a lot of like management stuff. Yeah. which is very challenging because as a sales manager, you can always be stuck in managing yeah. and not growing your business. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, putting out fires, little stuff like that. And then usually from like three to five or three to six, uh, sales coaching for, for, for my mentorship. And then after that, you know, I'll probably chill, kick it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hate, I hate to put you on blast, but what's the... Cause you said all that, but what's the relationship like looking like? Like, yeah, what's what? going on there? Like, yeah. I mean, we trying to go there? You have okay. A, yeah, you have a good skill. Are you locked? So, first, look, let, me, let me say this. Yeah. So let me say this first. Um, a lot of people don't understand how important this is. My wife, she she's now starting to catch on to it. After we, but I've been for the longest. She was like, bro, you do the same thing every yeah. single day. And he tell he 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 attested this. I do the same thing every single day, mm. like Barbados, like. I don't probably finish my last thing that I do until probably like eight o'clock, right? Yes. So it's kind of it's very important for you all to understand that this is systems. This is something that actually happens. Now, I'm not saying you got to be perfect now when you first get started, but eventually you'll realize how important it is to be systematic because that way you're able to track everything that you're doing. You're able to track and see why you're getting the results that you're getting. 
Because when you're doing something with a system in place, you're able to say, okay, this part of the system is broken. That's why this. That's why I'm not getting the in shape that, the way I need to be. That's why I'm not making the income that I want to make. So how about instead of chilling at this time, smoking a blunt or, or, <laughs> or something like that, instead of chilling, how about I read a book? Or say you, I don't want you to be perfect. I don't want you to put down the weed right in there. Say instead, instead of while I'm smoking, while playing a game, how about I smoke and read a book? Okay. Right, because that's the thing. Is that because I'm not going to tell people this thing. A lot of people try to make this thing unrealistic. I try to make it real realistic for people. I don't smoke, but I know a lot of people that do smoke. I'm just this is an example. This is just an example. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all, at least when you're doing it, you could be being productive a little bit, and then eventually you'll put the weed down. Because when you're reading those books, guess what? You're going to start reading stuff about habits. You're going to start reading stuff about how that stuff is not putting you in the right place. So what's eventually going to happen is you're going to say, you know what? That means this is a bad habit. That's taking away from my money that I need to be making to save to invest in somewhere else. So how about I put this weed down because now this is taking money out of my pocket. Mm. And that came from you changing something that was broken in your system. And then you're able to take that out of your system just by starting doing something small. Just by picking up a book while you smoke instead of playing a game. Mm. So, yeah. and, and Mike, I'll go in the opposite direction real, real fast though. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you know what then? I love how he has like a different perspective. Possibly, right? I agree. The book is nice, mm-hmm. but I'd also challenge our audience to think of this. It's called IPAs, income producing activities. Yeah, for sure. What are the activities that are going to make you money? And to be honest with you guys, I used to smoke, mm-hmm. um, like not heavy, but enough to kind of, you know, have yeah. fun, whatever. Yeah. And I would produce a lot of content during that because I get very creative. But before I used to smoke and not, not do anything. Uh, watch TV, Netflix, YouTube, chill, just do dumb stuff. If I'm going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I smoke. Knocked out, walk outside, do absolutely nothing. But, and like I said, the, I, I do appreciate how you go the book direction. But overall, what are you doing to produce income? For a lot of people, you get high, you, you get creative. You start thinking like, oh, I used to think like, that'd be good content. I should try that. I should do that. And I have like these thoughts that I wouldn't have when I was sober. Mm. You know, definitely now, you know, I have way more control over that. But yeah. I would challenge anyone who is smoking or drinking. All right, what could I do now to like try some things? Y'all see uh, like drink champs and stuff. Yeah, or yeah. drinking and having drinking having fun. Yeah, 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 for you're sure. You're making money while you're doing it. Or you got or or if you go um with somebody like um, you know my guy. We all know this guy, Aristotle. Yeah, yeah, fine. Mm. He say I smoke. He say that's when I be the most creative. That's why he smoked. That's why he do shrooms. He does that stuff. But like I say, it, it, to each his own. It's all about what you do, right? I was just giving the example. You got you're you're right. You gotta know yourself. Really like, you gotta know who you yeah. are and what you can do. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. can't control that. A lot of people can't control the fact that they, that you got to be able to control and say, you know what? It's like you said, smoke. We both said you could do what you want to do, <laughs> but you have to be doing something that is productive. Whether that's finding, being creative. Finding that content that you need to be making, writing out that book that you said you wanted to write, you know, come up with that idea or reading the book, whatever it is that you want to do, right? But so I know you said so throughout your day, that my that's my point. Boom, it's just a great routine. Have a routine, have a routine. <laughs> Goddamn it! Yes, but yes, yes. I know BJ asked. That boy about, came back to the topic. Boom, I just <laughs> have a routine. Cause I had we had moved moved away from it a little bit, but yeah, pretty much just have a routine is extremely important. So when you fit the females in. Oh, <laughs> came back too. He thought we read them. Nah, or not the females, just the just the leisure time. Like, so what you doing? Because you're doing at nah. six o'clock or seven o'clock. So for the rest of the day, what's going on? You, you know, man, that's, that's a that's a great question, bro. And just social when, life. What is it like? I'm curious. What's well, almost two different questions, right? So it's like female two different things <laughs> for, for me personally. But uh, so when it comes to the females, though, it's actually funny. Over the last like year, two years, though. I'm up for a year, I would say. I've been like very focused on me. And that's not like an answer on some like corny stuff, but uh, like 
getting in shape in the last seven months now mm. of just like going to the gym faith, We've seen it faithfully. Start here. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Start here. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. The flab and everything. Yeah. So for the last seven months, it really wasn't like anything crazy dating-wise. Maybe a couple every here and then. But yeah, yeah, like now body straight. Uh, you know, when I was remote sales, y'all probably have seen, have seen some pictures looking crazy. <laughs> Hair not cut. I used to wear glasses that are too small for my face. Mm. Fashion <laughs> game is garbage. Like shirts that are too big for me. I don't know how he's even pulling back then, honestly. Like, <laughs> looking crazy in Vegas, man. Like never got a haircut. So I was really wasn't really focused on it. And when I was dating, like back in Vegas when I first mm. got here, it was with girls I really actually didn't even like that much. Yeah. yeah it was you like, know, just like, let's get it over with. Average <laughs> average looking chicks, man. Like, I was like, they're decent. Nobody you could be with. One thousand. Girls that were like within my league, honestly. Mm. I thought that mindset back then. But to keep it simple, man, lately it's been very interesting, mm. uh, you know, to be transparent. You know, we all use like the dating apps and stuff, or at least I do, Tinder, Bumble, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking these pics with your shirt off are great. The matches have been going crazy. So I've been getting a lot more stuff happening from there. And uh, I was on a dating show recently as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. With Tajan and them. Yeah. That I, I ended up winning. You and won? Uh, yeah, yeah, won the Where whole dating show. Did it come out yet? It's, it should be out next like week or two. Okay, I'll, I'll plug y'all. I'll plug y'all. It's like a blind dating show. And uh, I talked. We talked to him. I talked to him. So oh, yeah. here, here, I said we were supposed to go today. Oh yeah, we were supposed to go today. Is it today? I thought you said it was tomorrow. No, Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow we go oh. to another networking event. But my um my knee messed up, so I was like, oh. I ain't gonna crunch up in there. <laughs> I ain't gonna run them. Y'all should go, man. Y'all should go. Some of, some of the people had like you know wives were like that. So I mean. It's not yeah. like a dating per se, but you know. Yeah, I'm not. I can't fun. date. I'm married. Okay. Right. <laughs> like I said a lot of folks did have like girls. Yeah, still, oh, like, yeah con still like content for content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. My girl's cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go DJ, with you know, David tries. It's a good show. Yeah, good dude. show, man. Good show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So I went on a dating show, and you know, it's funny to say that the mic two years ago on that show first went out probably. Yeah. <laughs> gone. gone. This dude was whack as hell. But uh, on the show, they were asking questions that I was able to answer because I've gone through so much. Mm. You know, I've traveled to nine different countries. I was talking, she asked one question about like, uh, like what do you look, look for in a girl? I was like someone like who's adventurous, mm -hmm. has her passport, you know, told her stories about how I went to like Barbados and Barcelona and Sweden and different parts of Europe. And she was a traveler. Mm. So we had that connection off the rip, but had not made money, focused on myself, could never have told stories about me traveling the world. Yeah. Um, told her about my business, entrepreneurship. Part of the thing is you have your shirt off too, right? Uh, part of the dating thing is like she can only see your feet at first, and the more questions you get right, the higher the current goes. Oh, so they do like feet, legs, yeah, shirt, head, like that, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, so it's kind of like for the entertainment factor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, we never feel confident even going that show. You know how I was looking before, obviously, but you know, come out in good shape. I see her, she sees me at the end. You know, feel good. So. To answer your question about the whole dating thing, it has turned up the last uh, two to three months. Honestly, we went on a date with that girl like uh, on Tuesday, actually, and we had a great time. So, mm, had a yeah, great it's time. Cool, it's cool. Okay, it's cool. I got you. But you, it sounds like you're handling business first, and then it's giving you what you want in every other aspect of your oh, life. Man. It sounds like, like he's handling business first. And like business first. It sounds like honestly. he's handling personal first. Personal, like yeah. health. Yeah, no, yeah. take care of self business then you're able to enjoy a little leisure time right yeah have a little leisure time so yeah. how does how does this how does this look for you i know right now you just turned 32 yeah just turned 32 mm -hmm. 
So, did you expect to be where you are right now? Did you expect to be single? Did you expect to be dating? Did you expect to be married around this time? Because all of us got these ideas of where we want to be. I didn't expect mm. to be married right now. I'm just being completely honest. The way How old are you again? I'm 23. 23, okay. Yeah, so, so we're both 23. <laughs> 23 both. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we're still young. Right? We're still, yeah. we're still really young. You're still young, too. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> what, what, what are you, like, looking for now? Are you looking to just date around? Or are you looking to go? Because we're going to find you somebody. Right, we're, okay. gonna, we're gonna find somebody, right? <laughs> so you looking to you looking to date around now, or you looking to say, you know what, I'm ready to settle down. You looking for a wife? Because some people just say, you know what, I was listening to some other day. I was like, not many men have girlfriends, and this is why. Because your girlfriend is kind of like once you get to a certain point in your life, I'm no longer looking for a girlfriend. It's just like that's why people. That's why we hear stories about people that oh, I was with your mom for two months, and then we got married. Mm. It's because it's like. At this point, I'm not really looking for somebody to be my girlfriend. So what are you looking for? Mm. Are you looking to settle down? Do you feel like that brings more stability in your life? How do you think about marriage? Or do you even believe in marriage? Some people don't even believe in it. Yeah, man. I mean, my mom and dad were married my whole entire life. Right. My dad passed away. So uh, I've had good examples of marriage in my life. And I think most folks who are in relationships, they have seen a marriage work. Hence is why they're in one right now, probably. Um, But I think when it comes to like what I'm looking for at this point, to be honest with you guys, I, f- I feel like Superman when he got his powers. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Flash got his powers, like yeah. being super fast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying. I'm test. I'm testing waters right now. Like I've never <laughs> been in situations mm-hmm. where. Like I can flex, like I don't want to say flex like that, but no, 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 no. You know, you're, you're you're to figure out what you like. Because you got to think about it. But when you get we're going to stick with figuring out what you like. Where it's like, bro, because it feels great to even just feel like you know I'm married. Like I would just say, bro, I ain't gonna count. I know for a fact. Thank God for this is a blessing. But, and it's just come from working and doing stuff. I'm like, bro, I can get any girl I fucking want. And I, I don't care. I understand that I'm the prize. I get, I, I understand that. And once you put yourself in that position that you're in, you understand that you're the prize. Yeah. So you're not just settling for anything. You're like, bro, I'm like Superman right now. I'm like, bro, I just got my powers. I'm trying to figure it out. But exactly. guess what? I ain't got to, I ain't just got to fall for anything. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to point you out. to deal with everything. Because I think for a lot of guys who, who, who are, who are watching, man, um, once you kind of get your stuff situated, you call the shots on what type of girl you want. Yeah, yeah. Like I could never date a girl that's not in shape now. Mm, I, feel I you. could never have said that like 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 two years ago. Yeah. Like I had, to, I had to take what I take what I got. To be honest with y'all, I'm just saying if they talk about me because they thought I was rude. I used to be like, bro, if my girl get fat, bro, I'm gonna tell her or I'm gonna leave. He used to be like, bro, how are you gonna say that to her? What you mean? No, bro, it's harsh, bro. No, this this is why I say that though. Especially about the in shape thing. It's because you're in shape when we got together. When we got together, I feel like you started lo- you start losing respect for me. So you think you could just be in any type of shape at that point? Yeah. Why do you why are you think you could just be in any type of shape with me? You got options. No. You know why I said that? Because you know your woman has to have kids. She gets and my woman older. Had, she yeah for sure. And I'm going through like that now. That. So that's why I say it might come off a little harsh, but, but my, I know what he means. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it's like whatever. And I you know I my wife just had had our kid obviously, but now she's at rich and fit. Oh, she, she I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so she, so she come now because you know it's just, Good for her. and it's for not her. like I'm telling her, oh, you need to go work out. You lead by example as a man. Yeah, I ain't gotta tell you if you see I'm going to work out all the time. Eventually, they just don't want to get left behind. They're like, you in hella shape. So why the hell? Because that means all these other girls are gonna be looking at you. I need to be able to at least fit exactly. the standard. Yeah. So that's pretty much. Don't go out with the earrings on. Ex- exactly. No. So so they can't. <laughs> so you you should just be leading as a man. You should just be leading that example, especially relationships. I shouldn't have to tell you what to do. You see what I'm doing. You see how I'm doing it. Hey, do you want to be have this lifestyle or not? Yeah, man. That's what it comes down to. I, I hate to be that guy, y'all. We've been here for a minute. It was a great podcast, but something we the like take to give do, us the cue. 
He did. I knew he did. <laughs> he gave us the cue. That's what he's there but like we, like to, we like to do something towards the end. Um, since you're our honorary guest on the podcast for today, just leave the people with something to go off of that they can just take into their week. Because we dropped this podcast at the beginning of the week. Just give them something that they could just that could just stick with them and they could take into the week and something that would just help them like just grow as a person or grow as a business or just something that would just stick with them. Absolutely, man. Um, I would say, honestly, guys, your current situation is not your final destination. Where you're currently at right now is not where you'll be two years from now or 10 years from now. My mentor always says, whoever has your ear has your future. Mm -hmm. So whoever you listen to in the past is a direct reason of where you're at today. So if you want to have a different future, you got to start listening to different people today. So like you're listening to this podcast right now, you're starting to create a different future for yourself starting now. Because all the stuff you do, you know, now is going to result what the future will be in like 30 days from now. So I would say for everyone listening, man, just know that what's happening to you right now is not going to be the future. And if you take action today, you can create a different tomorrow. Mm. Now plug yourself in. What can we find you at? What is yeah, offers man. that you got for us? Anything that you got for our guys, our people, our ladies? What do you got? Absolutely, man. Um, like I said, guys, we run a business called Remote Closer University. So if you are looking to increase your income, make more money, if you have tried e-commerce, drop shipping, all these businesses that have not worked for you, like how they have not worked for me, and you're ready for a change, if you're an extroverted person who wants to change lives, remote sales may make sense for you. You can follow me at M busby underscore m-b-u-s-b-y underscore click the link in my bio to hop on a call with our team to see if we can help you you can be no different like ben who i mentioned who's making 28 grand a month right now for remote sales you can be no different than amika who was a nurse making close to two three grand a month now she's had her first 15k month or like myself where i was doing shoot 20k in credit card debt three grand a month as a hotel manager. Um, now I'm making upwards of between 30 to 40K from learning a simple high income skill that not just has helped me, but helped my family as well. Man, y'all heard him. You guys heard him. Make sure you just go follow me on Instagram at underscore Mr. Mindset. Please go get my ebook, The Perfect Mindset, Seven Thought Patterns That Can Take You From Stress to Success. If you guys want to be successful like this guy, especially in sales, you got to have the right mindset. So go get that ebook. And guys, BJ. And like I be saying, man, y'all don't even got to follow me. Just go follow this podcast, man, at underscore on the porch. Man, it's on all platforms. There's no reason that you shouldn't be liking, subscribing, and following and supporting everybody on this platform, especially if you watched it to this point in the podcast. Okay. So, Mike, we just appreciate you for I coming out, all, taking your episode. time, taking your episode. day. It's been a great episode. Got a lot of game, and I'm just ready to for tomorrow to just like I'm just energized, man. Like it's great energy. Around. See you at the gym tomorrow. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, but oh, he gonna be hurt, but you gonna be at the gym tomorrow. Of course, every day. I pull up every day. <laughs> I'm at a set alarm. Pull my heart leg. Pull up, pull up. You too, bro. Yeah, pull up. For sure. Everything we said, right? Community and stuff like that. Gotta do it. So we appreciate y'all watching. You know we'll be back next week. Peace. Good. Hey, run that shit up, Chase.